1: For obvious reasons, we keep this place as gloomy as possible.
0: Welcome to Mind Popper's Podcast. We are as a people, inherently and historically, opposed to secret societies. Once you get used to these grim surroundings, you'll never leave. No, 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 nobody ever does. We continue now with tonight's case, Conspiracy. Now, right now listen. Here we can right, pause Adam prepared. as well if we
2: need to go for a wee, can we?
1: Yeah, or I can look, I can just keep it going, do you know? And if I have to go get a drink, then you uh, you can just keep it going, you know? You can oh, take and hands. then you
2: can edit it down. Okay, perfect. Okay, no, I won't, <laughs> I won't even edit <laughs>
1: there it down. I looks not even this
2: radio. It's like Claire's obviously having a shit.
1: <laughs> Welcome back, everybody.
2: <laughs> 20 minutes later, rolling on her phone. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um welcome back everybody to the mind poppers podcast today as you can probably tell i am not alone somebody else lurks in the basement <laughs> <laughs> in her christmas pajamas <laughs> um claire fulham thank you so yes. much for being here
2: you thanks for having me i feel i feel like i'm you know this is an exclusive adam This is is you're like the fucking Perez Hilton of Ireland.
1: (laughs) Claire Balding finally speaks out.
2: (laughs) He was like, "What are you talking about?" I'm like, "The fall of Claire Balding," and he's like, "Oh, for fuck's sake!" And I was like, "Well, it is quite an exclusive because I haven't actually spoken to anybody publicly yet." Like he's like, "You're not fucking Diana Spencer. You're gonna fucking grip, fuck's sake, for me."
1: Gosh. No, no, but you know what the whole thing about it is, and it's not the fall of Claire balding it can be <laughs> the it can be the rise, the fall, and the rise again of Claire balding, it but it's not be. the fall, um, oh my God, the neighbors there, I'm not sure that the clogs on the roof, um, but you know what, besides everything, it's just a it's a very interesting human interest story, you know it is. <laughs>
2: hospital times <laughs> <laughs> this isn't the fucking park <laughs> university fucking tribune <laughs> a human interest story
1: it is the human well, let's interest rock. let's go piece. with
2: that let's go with that It
1: is the human interest piece because the, what's interesting about it is the fact that someone who is so beloved and obviously, even being so beloved at that point, when I first met you, now I started fucking with you, I guess. How long are we together? Like over a year anyway? I, I, I,
2: sta- <laughs> I started following you. It was definitely through Jenny or Lindsay or it mm-hmm. anyway. So one of them shouted out and I was like, well, who's this lad now? And you were just back from... Miami, I think, or somewhere in America.
1: Yes, yes, I summered in Miami two years ago. you
2: summered Miami, tender. (laughs) Um, (laughs) If even. Um, But I started to follow you then, and I don't know how we got speaking, though. I noticed that you didn't follow me back, Adam, for a while. (laughs) I don't,
1: I don't, if that was the case, it's only because I didn't know that you followed me.
2: I was, it's so funny, you know, when you're on Instagram and you've got like a lot of followers and somebody Mm -hmm. shouts somebody out, you're like, oh. (laughs) <laughs> they'll get such a fright now when Claire Balding mm-hmm. starts following them and you go onto their profile and they don't follow you <laughs> <laughs> and you're fucking fuming yeah. you're fuming oh my god how the fuck he'll get some fucking wallop up the arse now and he sees I've 80,000 followers
1: <laughs> but I think, I think from the very beginning what, what kind of brought us together was the fact that we were both voice note people
2: yes And when you hear someone's voice,
1: yeah, you just, you connect with someone a different level. And from watching you back then, like when, when it first started following, then I kind of knew that we were going to be on the same kind of wavelength anyway. Yeah. Because you were right. And I coined this term, um, but you were always someone, what what I would regard as um, an anti-influencer. Okay.
2: Yeah. Kind of. Yeah.
1: So, yeah, as sorry, a,
2: kind of, fuck off there Yeah, I definitely was yeah.
1: <laughs> There's a couple of people on there Who I would call anti-influencers You know, people who were, go- you were going on You were coming on with wit You had a story, it was always funny It was always something interesting You know, you never clicked onto Claire Balding And there was never like, Claire Balding You know, she'd like, click on later For my like, boohoo haul, you know Yeah,
0: yeah <laughs> My plus-size
2: shit that I bought myself Like, no <laughs>
1: No, yeah. But you know, the way then, like an influencer to me is like, you know, if you go on to the like, say of like Connor Ryan, who is, you oh know, Christ. like who'd put a swipe up on Ellie, you know,
2: <laughs> <laughs> <Maybe has. laughs>
1: like I always call him like the Del Boy of Instagram, you know.
2: That was my favorite quote. I screenshot that quote and I was like. I'm thinking about getting it framed beside Tony. That is the best fucking quote I've seen in a very long time. Fuck Nelson Mandela. Fuck fucking Barack Obama. That is brilliant.
1: But I I meant it as no disrespect, but it was like, and you know, with a lot of these people you're clicking on and it's kind of like, it's like almost watching QVC, you know? And it's like, it's like, but I guess there has to be a market for that kind of stuff. Me? Market. There has to be people who who want to consume this for me, I look at that kind of stuff, and I'm like, "Oh, oh why? why would you want that? You know it just seems so brain dead to me, and again, no offense to the people who are doing the hauls yeah. to me, it just does seem a little a little like empty, you know so Definitely. that's why I we... think
2: someone from <clears throat> like i just I never as a consumer before Claire balding was born as a consumer i would enjoy it to a certain degree, like if somebody said, I'm after going into Zara, bollocks, I'm after spending 200 fucking euro. Look at the shite I'm after buying, and they go on and they, sh- I'd, I'd be tuned in, I'd tune into that the minute they say, Hi guys, I'm so lucky that I'm working with Zara this month, so blah blah, blah 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 blah. And it's nothing against what they do, it's a job at the end of the day. Look, I fucking flog shampoo, do you know what I mean? Like, it's it's a job, it's it's what we do. and. I've always worked, you know, for somebody else and I totally get it. I totally get that people have to earn money and I think it's a great way for people to earn money at the moment if they have a huge audience. I'm not, you know, I'm not um, downsizing that in any way. It's a career. I wouldn't say career. That's way too far. I'd say it's a job <laughs> at the moment, okay? It and is time a job.
1: It. it is a job. I suppose at the same time um, and I won't spend too much long on it but like Instagram is kind of like for me is a place where people come on like different personalities. You're getting different experience, you're getting different like view, little view. Do you know what? It's like almost looking into like little windows into people's life. Like I followed this woman who's also called Claire. Um, God, is it Claire O'Driscoll? No, I can't remember. Um, Queen Overshares, her at and thing anyway. And so she will be on talking and she has a son who who is autistic and that she has a daughter and a husband who's a musician. And it's like offering an interesting little window into this woman's life who, you know, I'd never learn anything about any of that shit otherwise, you know. But then clicking on and seeing fucking the same people doing a boo-hoo haul every fucking week. Like, give me a fucking break, you know. I'm not taking fashion advice off the person who's getting a package of shite that they find off the front page of ASOS every fucking day, you know? That's not fashion to me. Yeah. But I don't know, maybe I just, maybe I'm just going down a little too hard on it. You
2: know what, I I look, I'm like you, like I loved Instagram for those people that you find and for those like lives that you would never lead. Do you know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Like, and and those kind of interesting stories that either may never happen to you or please God never happened to you. You know, people that come on and they spill their fucking hearts about, you know, dying husbands and dying kids and like things that you never ever want to happen to you but there's this kind of way of pulling you in and there's this way of teaching you something from them and I'm a big believer in that you know and I'm lucky because I never you know I never went down that line I mean I Fucking, my mom gives out to me. She's like, You kind out made thousands. And I, I, I probably, to be honest, I don't think I would have. I would have been the shittest person because like, I'm, you can see like me, you can see my face. You, I, I wouldn't be able for it. Do you know what I mean? But, um,
1: but you I never rather, went down. You never no, went I never, down. I was never like with a, one. with a ad or flogging this or flogging that. And I never seen you with, even like one or a couple of them, whatever. But I've never seen you do anything like that.
2: No, I never did it. And I got paid, or sorry, I got offered a lot of fucking money to do it as well. Like- You'd need
1: 100,000 followers, of course.
2: Like people would spend, like they would say, they honestly, like people get in contact with like, hi Claire, look, um, could you send me your whatever, like insights? I'm like, no, come be arse. Like, thanks for thinking of me, but uh, no thank you. Where the fuck did you get my email? Anyway, but like it would be, can you put one post up and can you do three stories, which is what, like fucking 45 seconds? And mm-hmm. they'd offer you about 9,000 euros.
1: Now what? I don't know.
2: About, yes, I don't know Shut about you. Up. Yes, one of them. Now it was a hair growth product, so obviously it would be very lucrative if I if I spoke about it. Mm-hmm. But um, other ones are like five thousand two thousand like this isn't money to be like. It's very difficult to say no to that, as you can fucking imagine, because like it just is. Like it is. So I, I totally understand why people would go down that route, particularly if they're in situations where. They needed money, or, and we all need more money, of course we do. But huge money was offered, and I kept saying no. And I look back on it now, and <laughs> people would think that you fucking it, But I'm actually thrilled I didn't do it because even though I've got x, y, and z to pay, I just it's just not fucking me, and that's mm-hmm. not why I went online. You know, and I'm glad that I kept myself. You know, fucking warts and all, the way I kept myself, you know, um, because it's very difficult to do that online, really
1: difficult. I'm I'm fucking shocked at the <clears throat> at the thousands that were getting up clear. I'm fucking shocked. Like I nearly had to fucking march up to fucking um what's his name Jeff Bezos' front door to get 400 euro to do an Amazon ad, <laughs> you
2: know. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like it's a disgrace like it's a disgrace and that money <clears throat> you sign a contract with somebody so it was a one-off thing you sign a contract with somebody and you can like you can make a fucking hell of a lot of money you wouldn't make it monthly now but you definitely make about maybe you know these people are like I'm the brand ambassador mm-hmm. you'd make anything from 200 euro to a thousand euro a month and a thousand euro a month is a hell of a big fucking chunk of money to be mm-hmm. bringing in. You know what I mean? Like that's half most people's wages. Like, do you know what I mean? It's huge. So um, it's very hard to say no to, but I'm glad. But you know it.
1: what? Fair play to you in regards that when you said that um, that it was a hair growth thing that came to you and offers you big money to speak <laughs> on it. And obviously people are going to buy into what you say because you have lived through that. And you could have you could have easily have like not even looked at the science of it, not even you know, read the fucking label and went on and took what nearly fucking bought five figures home if you wanted to, you know. And I'd tell you, nine out of ten people would have sold out on that, like totally at the drop would. of a hat.
2: Mm-hmm. And some of my friends like, <laughs> who you know would be online, that would be like, oh, I'm never going down that route. I tell you now, they would snap the fucking hand off that brand. And that's fine. And I'd never, I'd never look, come here, we all have to earn money. And I'm not a person who, I have my own business now. I'm not a person who gives that about earning money. You have to earn money. That's the end of it. But there's a way of doing it, you know, and there's, you know, I think you always have to have, you know, this is flash in the pan shit. So Claire Balding's dead now. Do you know what I mean? So this is flash in the pan shit. You need to have a plan. You need to be strategic. And as much as I wasn't in ways, I definitely am in others. Do you know what I mean? And there's a long-term plan to this. There has to be longevity. People have to believe in you. People have to trust you. I don't trust half those cunts out there that are sad bollocks. Mm-mm. I just no. don't. I never will. And that's just the way it is.
1: Well, <laughs> it's kind of not to, <clears throat> excuse me, not to go back to Conor Ryan. Because again, I have no issue with Conor Ryan. I actually enjoy him. I, I, I follow I him, him. him and I think he's, you know, I, I've got a good entertainment out of him. I think um, he was recently or something coming out with like a teeth whitening kit or something like that. No, I'm, I, I'm, I'm not exactly sure. Exactly. It was that kind of thing. I was like, okay, but I, I'm not going to, you know, okay, put your you in my mouth like that, you know?
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? What? the what, do you know what's hilarious? I actually summed this up the other day to my friend. People have stopped giving out about Claire Balding because I like, Claire Balding's dead. But they still give out about Claire Fulham, who owns Trua, okay? And literally, I'm like, this product will do X, Y, and Z, okay? Mm-hmm. And that's all I'm saying. I'm not asking you. You don't have to buy a horn. You don't have to do anything else. I'm just telling you if you need it, it's there. That's what it does. And they're giving out shite. Claire's not actually a qualified trichologist yet, so how the fuck is she allowed to sell shampoo? And I said to her, like, how the fuck is Connor Ryan... Allowed sell tea whitening shit. I'm sorry, hon, <laughs> but like, fuck off. Like, it's mental. People sell shit all the time. I sold. That's, I'm a salesperson. That's what I am, mm-hmm. and and like that's what I've always been. You know, and I just, I just don't get the whole. I'm sorry to be a fully qualified. You don't have to be fully qualified if I fucking anything at all. If someone's willing to pay you money to sell something, you know, more fool them. Do you know, Connor fucking Ryan is teat whitening so That's fucking absolutely alarming. But then Nathan, <laughs> down beside you, uh, Adam. Nathan, what's his name? Nathan Carterson What's his fucking name? Um,
1: Adam. Nathan Adams.
2: He. So obviously they just fucking hopped on the same AliExpress fucking. They halved the fucking palette.
1: Why does they he have. Is he, is he teat tea whitening as well?
2: hmm. So they obviously rang each other and said, look, you take one half the palette from China and I'll take the other. Fuck them if their teeth fall out. We'll be in fucking Miami at <laughs> that day. And come here, look. he will be laughing? Me and you sitting here drinking our little cans of pop.
1: <laughs> With <laughs> all teeth intact. <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah. <laughs> Just
1: about. It was interesting when you were talking about <clears throat> Claire Balding as like the alter ego.
0: Hmm. Because
1: I also feel like when I go on Instagram, I have an alter ego. And I think like when you put that alter ego out there... It's kind of like people get accustomed to a certain thing. Like they're accustomed to seeing Claire coming on. You know, she's a funny story for us or she's, you know, had a shit day and she, it's going to be hilarious kind of a thing. <laughs> and then you kind of wonder, you're like, OK, but like, are these people here for when I'm like stoned in my room at like 3 a.m. listening to fucking slowed down version of Lana right. Ray? You know, that kind of a thing.
2: I think that I, I suppose at the very end of Claire Balding, I didn't do that. But for the previous four years before then, I let them see when I was sad because I used to go on with no hair. Like, imagine me, Adam, less Mm -hmm. hair than you, hon, right? And (laughs) I would be crying and I would be... You know, simple shit used to freak me out so much. Like, I was like, how the fuck, if my wigs cost me four grand a year, how the fuck am I ever going to bring my family on holiday? And I'd be, like, so upset. I'm like, this is my fault. And I was very kind of, you know, it was really tough to watch. But it was like Car Crash TV. It was like a fucking, you know, locked weird fucking Essex girl in the fucking Big Brother bleeding diary room. Do you know what I mean? It was perfect. (laughs) But um, at the time, it didn't feel like that. And at the time, I really... I would be somebody who would speak very openly about things that pissed me off, the things that upset me, you know. So I suppose I did um, kind of like kind of go past that line, I suppose. I wasn't just the funny girl, you know. Um, Mainly I would, that was the content that you'd get from me. But I also cried and I also told them when things were hard. And I also told them because I kind of almost felt like that was, the fairer thing to do because of the way I entered that community almost. Do you know what I mean? I felt like I can very never authentic. forget that. Yeah. And I think that people used to say to me all the time, like, why don't you change your name? Like you're not bald anymore. And I was like, I can never forget why I came here. I can never forget why I'm doing this. You know what I mean? Cause I'm not doing it for, Live shows. I'm not doing it for that shit TV show. I'm not doing it for all those things. I'm not doing it for that. I'm doing it for to try and help myself first of all. I'll be honest, and then others if I can. And well, I you know, thought
1: Claire Balding was your name. I know. And until we were, I can't remember. We were talking a couple of months ago, and you had said something. I don't know how it came up in conversation, but you had said Fulham, whatever. I don't know what we were talking about, and I was like, "What?" I I I think I I text uh, Jenny. And I was like, "Come here!" I was like, "Did you know that Claire's surname is actually Fulham, she and can't it's not Fulham?" You
2: Me, of course, she knew my name.
1: <laughs> she was like, "Yeah," she was like, "She was like, yeah, you fucking idiot!" Of course, but because I was like, "Oh, isn't that a fucking fine coincidence?" coincidence that there was hair loss and her name is Balding. It's like, it was like, it was destined kind of a thing. And then she was like, it's fucking Fulham, you idiot. And I was like, (laughs) what? I couldn't fucking believe it because Balding is a surname. Like it's an actual surname.
2: Mm. So that, yeah, that
1: changed my world.
2: (laughs) Oh yeah. My friend, Eleanor actually said to me, she was like, we were sitting here and, I remember, like, I had quite similar hair to what I have now. No one else can mm-hmm. see it now. But I had all these patches all over the top of my head. And I remember, like, putting my head down. And she's like, oh! Like, didn't mean to be so, you know, not disgusted, but afraid. afraid. Like, she'd never seen it before. Mm-hmm. And she's like, Claire, you need to start a social media account. You need to call it Claire Balding. And we all kind of laughed. And it was kind of like, oh, imagine. And then I was like, oh, fuck it. When I did set it up, I was like, oh, fuck it. Like, again, I I was being self deprecating and I was being kind of witty Claire and I was like I can't just go on and be Claire Fulham I need to be something else you know and I think that kind of name um, as, as so many people t- think still think my name is Claire Balding but um, and like you know it, it kind of allowed me to be that different person almost sometimes you know
1: so the people <clears throat> who send hate your way now mm-hmm. at one point in time I can imagine fell in love with Claire Balding who fell in love with the girl who was going through the shit, who was trying to come on and like just pull herself together. Um, You know, so the people that are hating now, I think originally came from a place of love. Like they were Mm -hmm. like, God, this girl, like something about this girl resonates with something inside of me. So it's very unfortunate now to see a lot of people. I mean, a lot of people, I don't know, you know, you know, but to, to come at it from such a nasty way, which leads me to asking, when is, like, your first experience of the whole Claire Balding saga when you were like, oh, there's people saying, like, shitty things about me?
2: Um, it was very early on. Like, you know, I remember the first time I ever... I remember I went on the Ray Darcy show. I, I remember I uploaded on Facebook to my fucking couple of mates that I was losing my hair. And I was mm-hmm. like, I'm just saying this because like, cause it's easier for me to say it because I don't want to guess it from a fucking wig when I see it at the top park. I just want to say it out loud. And it kind of like people started to share it, like literally just my little couple of hundred friends, or whatever. And um, I think it was the Irish Times got in touch with me as I come Oh no, they didn't even get into it, just fucking wrote an article about me. So everything went from there. And I remember the Ray Darcy show rang me and was like, Will you come into the radio station? We want to hear from you. And I was like, Yeah, no problem. So I went in. And actually, Ray Darcy was like, um, you have a great personality. He was like, you really help people if you spoke about this. like a lot, Because a lot of people don't speak about hair loss. And I, I've realized that so much over the past couple of years. Like, um, especially women, they don't speak about it. So it's, it's really kind of shameful. It's really fearful. It's very lonely. And he was like, you have a real way of explaining all that. You should set up an Instagram. I was like, funny you said that, Ray, right, because they actually have one ready to go in my back pocket. So, um I and he actually shouted out a and everything for me, he was so cute. Like, and uh, from there, then like Claire Balding obviously was born. But, um, I'd say a week in, I got a message, and like that, like there was 2000 people watching my story on Snapchat, not in from Snapchat. And I remember on Snapchat, you, you did not know how many people followed you, but you could mm-hmm. see how many people watched. watching, it. so it's about 2000 people watching. I remember someone got in touch with me and God love her, she lost all her hair and she was really, really angry at me. And she was like, how dare you even suggest that you're bald and you've only lost 85%. Like I've lost a hundred percent. And she was really fucking angry at me. So it really upset me because, not because she wrote that to me, but because I, I made her feel shit. So I messaged her back and I was like, I'm really, really sorry that made you feel that way. I was like, but I actually have to say to her, but fuck off, this is, the way I feel right mm-hmm. now, you know, and some people are sicker than others, some people are fucking fatter than others, some people are skinnier than others, some people are balder than others, and, but I feel like this now, so I can't stop talking about this, and then she got on to me, and she was like, you know what, you're dead right, like, she's like, thanks, Samil, and I completely changed, you know what I mean, it was fine, but it was a week in, but every Week, I'd say for five years, I've gotten some level of abuse that goes down. And, and and if the first three years, I'd say it was quite nice. Like most people, and you know, what those toxic Facebook groups, like, did you see mm-hmm. Claire's story? She's gas. And like, you know, it was very much, um, you know, people were praising Claire Balding and stuff. But then the minute I earned any money out of it, the tides changed. Oh, so really, Oh yeah! So I announced my first live show in Smock Alley in Dublin, and it I, I, it sold out in a few minutes. And then I sell. I said, "Right, fuck this. We'll do a matinee." Twink, stating me, think I'm twink. So I did that <laughs> sold out, and people didn't like that. They didn't like that I was earning money from it. And I was like, "But hold on, guys!" And I, I went on. And I was like, "Hold on, am I getting abused because I'm earning money?" They're like, "Well, you always give out about." I was like, no, "No, no, no, no." I was like, "I'm." performing i'm writing something i am performing something i'm not asking you don't have to come you don't want to come you don't come i there's a huge amount of work in that and not to mention the personal fucking turmoil that goes on with selling a fucking live show when you're just this little girl on snapchat so fuck there's a lot of work to that it's not just yeah i've got 50,000 people looking at my story i'll sell that dress for you they're totally different I, as I said, I'm a big advocate. If you can make fucking money, go out there and make it. But I prefer to earn my money and graft my money and make something into something that I'm really fucking proud of. And I've never done anything else in my life far perhaps my shitty kids that I'm, <laughs> I, that I'm prouder of than those shows. Because there's nothing as difficult as that. I was one woman standing up in front of 200, 250 people in Cork and selling out shows around the country. And we did 16 of those and that's fucking amazing. It's
1: incredible.
2: Yeah, but people, that's when the tides change. That's when, okay, Claire's Claire's up for it now. Claire's one of them now. Where I was never fucking one of them. I was someone who was trying to, yes, make a living out of entertaining thousands of cunts. 24 fucking seven.
0: Larry.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and I, I now you said it, that's the thing. Because it is like, it's not like, you you could have been flogging anything. You could have been flogging your tea whitening kit. You could have been, you know, doing your spotlight ad. But you were giving people a a show, a curated show for people. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think it it comes down to a certain point of like begrudgery, doesn't it? Yeah. You know, when they see, oh, this girl is turning her pain or whatever and her personality into a profit." And it's not, it's not like you were, you know, signing a million dollar deal to go on and do the shows, you know?
2: And they like were like were adding it up and them. shit. They were like, she's, and she's obviously getting all of the, um, she's obviously getting all of the, uh, oh God, what were they called? theatres for free I'm like no i i paid mm-hmm. as much as anybody else would pay they're like oh and they were totting up like 25 euro by 250 people that's how much pro- like they were like fucking men they were ringing my work ringing my work <laughs> i worked at a college so they were ringing my work they were like um so it's a um i'm just wondering and i don't know i've actually forget they ran my work and tried to work out how much money i was on and they spoke to the assistant registrar on my work about my wages
1: who, do, who 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 does that though?
2: Well, I can give you one name, but I won't.
1: I think <laughs> i I think I already know
2: <laughs> But there's serious groups of people out there that just you know,
1: because look, your average troll, your average troll, your average hater. yeah your average hater doesn't call up work and try to no. figure out how much you're fucking earning. That's not your average hater. That's someone who is unhinged,
2: yeah. Like, yeah, you know exactly. that the average hater is like you look fat in that picture and you're like yeah, yeah, yeah i am yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you know <laughs> it's like it's the it's the it's the other stuff that is bizarre
1: yeah there's people on another spectrum who are kind of like oh um
0: Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365 day returns.
1: Um, no, because I was supposed to, I had, well, I didn't buy tickets, but I wanted to buy tickets. But you insisted oh, on, yeah. yeah, well, you told me not to pay um because you with the Trisk, you before covid hit you had the Triskell art center booked which is a beautiful venue um and it was the first time that we were going to meet in person yeah. um but it all of course went fucking tits up after covid <laughs> so what i was wondering okay and i now i'm very into this idea um so if you weren't if, if, if you were like decided and i don't know what your stance is yet on like reviving the claire balding page at some point or whatever or if you're just washing your hands of it completely but you could like do a sure thing um and like claire balding the farewell tour
2: oh you are my chris jenner i have to say <laughs> <Thank> you. <laughs> you often say to me claire are you joking don't get rid of her don't get rid of her totally like she. well I, ha- I have
1: to because you worked and despite what anyone says, okay, followers like that to the to the um to the amount that you amassed, they you don't just you know do a couple of tricks online and those people come marching. You do that because you resonate with the vast majority of your following. You've touched those people in some way and been able to retain that and show a consistent growth or whatever. So you know, it's not like, it's not like you were just out, you know, pissing in the wind. Yeah. You know, you did something that mattered.
2: I'd like to think so. Yeah, I would. Like, and I know, like, you know, and people often say to me, how many people watch our stories? And like, a stupid amount of people dedicated their couple of hours a day, or not couple of hours, a couple of minutes a day to my stories, you know, and i often get stupid things like seventy thousand people tune in, like so like eighty, whatever, 88,000 people follow me. To have seventy thousand people watching is a big, huge percentage you're following, and that's very, very, very unheard of. Like if you very get, rare. Yeah. If you get set or if you get fifty percent of your viewers, your class is very, very successful on Instagram, mm-hmm, whatever absolutely. the fuck that is. So um yeah so to get those kind of numbers for for that level of you know followers whatever is yeah he must be doing something right because I don't believe that you know there's 70,000 haters out there of course there isn't and that's why I felt so bad ending it because I knew that you know that people, especially some people, have followed me for fucking years from the start, you know, and they've they've watched my hair go back, they've watched my kids grow up, they've watched me, you know, make mistakes, they've watched me do so much in the past five years. So it was shit that I had to kind of say, "Okay, lads, this is it now," you know. So I mean, and I definitely think that I don't know. Like I went back on very, very briefly just to say hello there a couple of weeks ago, and. It just I was oh, this sounds this sounds really weird, and it sounds really weird saying it to somebody who's on on. Instagram as well. I felt really embarrassed for myself. I felt like, what the fuck are you doing, Claire? Because when you remove such a big thing in your life, and when you remove all of those eyes off your life, it's something that I can't really describe because not many people get to experience it, right? So it's very much like, you know, I felt less judged. I felt that I could just be myself, that I didn't fear about what I'd say with someone picking up the wrong way. And these are all, I didn't realize that I was going through this every day. I actually didn't realize. And since I've stopped, it's been lovely. I've just lived. I've I've just lived. And I haven't questioned myself. I haven't, nothing like that. But really I was, i was like why were you doing that for so long because actually it started to become i started to listen to the trolls a lot more i Mm -hmm. started to listen to what people were saying and i wouldn't for so many years you know and i started to really get to me and it would i'd almost want to prove a point of like no hold on you haven't heard my side of the story even though i'd never fucking say my side of the story i was very much affected by what people were saying and You know, I was like, what? I felt like kind of in the end that it was also this weird kind of self-abuse that I was doing it for. There was no other reason. I wasn't earning money from it. I wasn't, you know, maybe I was entertaining a few people. Maybe it was a pastime for me. But really, I was fucking mortified that I put myself through that because some of the stuff people said or some of the stuff people did to me over the past couple of years is fucking bizarre and it's only bizarre when i step back and i look at it now you know and kind of go fucking hell
1: what's been some of the the points that had you near breaking point that some of the stuff that like leading up to claire balding leaving what was some of the stuff that had you questioning being like okay is, is this even fucking worth it anymore
2: when I'm going to crack a can if you don't
1: mind. No, of course. I'm still drinking. I'm actually nearly finished my fat frog. It was fucking disgusting.
2: <laughs> wasn't? It <laughs> <laughs>
1: fucking minging. And I have the strawberry in the glass and all.
2: <laughs> Trying to act all fancy.
1: Well, no. Well, yeah. Well, look, you keep talking while you're cracking a can because I have to go over to the fridge there and I have to open a bottle I, mean, bot I have to again. wee.
2: So go on. The two of us will go at
1: the same time. Okay, two of us go. Two of us I'll shout at the microphone. Okay. You go, oh my gosh, she actually fucking ran. <laughs> but your your Tony Huland like fucking shaking on the wall. <laughs> All right, give me two seconds. I'll be back. Um, I just need to get a, can of, or a bottle of Heineken, okay? So you guys, um, I guess take the next maybe 10 seconds to meditate and, you know, really focus on you, okay? Breathe. I'm over at the fridge, so don't worry, I haven't left you completely. Ah, stop. It's a Heineken fucking zero. Right, I have a butt opener. All right, I'm back, I'm back, I'm back in business. You know, it's interesting, and Claire's still taking a piss. It could be a shit, I'm not sure. Um, thank God these things don't broadcast smell. <laughs> uh, but you know, it's interesting, because I know Claire gets a lot of hate, and I know there's probably people listening right now who, you know, have expressed, you know, that feeling towards Claire at some time. But what I see in Claire is...
2: it's sweating in here. Do <laughs> <laughs> you know what's good. weird? <laughs> my, um, these are Ian's earphones, which I'm not happy about because, mm-hmm. like, I, I don't want it, his earwax in my ear. But I have to wear the left in the right, and the right in the left. I think I have weird ears.
1: Oh, I have such weird ears. Mine, <laughs> I, I think I did. lay, I lay on uh, my mother said anyway, or like one of my ears was squashed inside the womb or something. Oh. Yes, yeah, so the one kind of sticks out more than the other. It's very traumatic. Oh
2: oh god get these yeah i mean
1: pinned. yeah and, you, like me, the, and I, I want to get them pinned do you I, I'm actually,
2: have big ears though
1: i don't have big ears but you know what because of this whatever way i lay in the womb um and i've never <laughs> shared this with anyone and i've never shared this with anyone before what are you laughing so, at?
2: <laughs> <laughs> the way i lay in the womb i don't even think i've heard that
1: before <laughs> yeah so i i can't wear um baseball caps there i said it <laughs> can you not i mean i can but it looks stupid
2: a peak out like mm-hmm. one of I'm the like, peaks out
1: yeah i'm like seriously i think i look so good in a peak cap I had to grow up with all my friends. When my friends, when the lads went through the phase of like where PCAPs were cool, oh, yeah. there was like, where's your peacock or peacab?" And I was walking <laughs> around like, <laughs> I was walking around like fucking Paddington Bear in a bucket hat. <laughs> <ad. laughs> <laughs>
2: Paddington Bear. <laughs> oh my God. I take would soup beanies more though.
1: I do enjoy a good being I do.
2: I was looking at your story the other day. Not that I'm on Instagram or anything anymore, but I was looking <laughs> at your story the other day. At uh, sorry, you were like, I think I'm like kind of evil. Like I or no, you're like you're not evil. You were like, I think I'm with my shaved heads. You were like, I think
1: I'm kind I, of kind of like a given prison you? vibes. Prison yeah. vibes. Like do you know the who you remind the of?
2: <laughs> Come here, do you know who you remind me of? Do you watch um, How to Get Away with Murder? Oh yeah you yeah, do we you were know about I do it.
1: Claire You know yeah, I do Sorry
2: we were talking about it You kind of with your shaved head Remember oh, Frank oh shaved God. his head <gasps>
1: Okay I'm so into it Yeah, yeah
2: Don't you <laughs> You remind me of him
1: Okay well I love it I love um, Frank Before you came back there uh, Whenever you were doing I'm not sure what you were up to um, <laughs> I didn't insinuate anything <laughs> But you were just coming back. I I was speaking because I had come back first, um, and and I I let the episode play through in the toll But um, I was talking about Claire, and I was like, you know, I guy, and I was getting, you know, I was like, just trying to speak and reach people, you know, touch people in their hearts or whatever. And I was like, you know what, you guys, the thing about Claire is, and then you come into the room, you're like, Adam, it's like a fucking sweatbox in here. So I was like, never mind. <laughs> I was like, whatever. Forget
2: it. Forget it. <laughs> uh,
1: what were we talking about before our break?
2: I think we were saying, you were like, what was the worst? I don't know. Like, what was the worst? Not oh, yeah. The worst so we were saying, thing,
1: but- what were the, the breaking points of you said people were contacting fucking work? Yes. Mm. Immediate red flag. I remember you, us talking, and we were on about when people had like had pictures of your fucking house online. Well, or your address or something job. like that.
2: Yeah. That was, that I remember it
1: talking to you about that and being like, that is crazy.
2: Yeah. That was the kind of final straw. But I suppose like, I, what really broke me, I suppose over the past year, yeah, it's been 12 months now, was when I left my last job, obviously we won't name any names or anything like that, but you know what I'm talking about, don't you?
1: Um, I, uh, just in that, I won't say anything about it. But that for me, when you left your last job, Mm -hmm. that is the very first time when I had picked up on or noticed that okay there's people who are sending Claire hate and I didn't understand it because you spoke to me briefly about it but never in any capacity where I kind of understood anything and we don't have to go into it um but that for me was my first time knowing or seeing that you were getting hate
2: Hmm. I got so much. I didn't get hate. I suppose I just kind of divided opinion, which is fine. Do you know what I mean? Like I'm okay with that. But the amount of lies that were spread about me was absolutely fucking incredible. And I can deal with like me or me and you can deal with. I don't like Claire. She's this. She's that. Like we're on on each other's cup of tea. I can deal with. You know, I can deal with actually a lot to be honest, and I have dealt with a lot over the past number of years. But I can't deal with lies. And there were so many lies about why I left my last job. Like so many lies, so many fucking conspiracy theories, so much shit. And I'll be really honest, the reason why I left is because of my absolute integrity. And the reason why I left was because if I was to be in any way taken seriously in the hair loss industry, I needed to go. And that's all I'll say about it. But people obviously, because... I'm a bit of a mouth online, my ulterior ego my alter ego, <laughs> because I love a few cans, mm-hmm. because I'm not afraid to speak up for what's right. Claire was in the wrong, because the other people couldn't be, because they're business people. And business people are so held up so much, and girl bosses and all that kind of fucking shit. And really what happened was this huge... She must have done something horrific. I did. I didn't. I, I. I. I saw shite, and I had to get out of there, and that was it. But as I said, I got the blame because I'm a bit more of a mouth, and I love a few cans, you know. And and there, there's so much rumours and lies. And again, as I said. I can deal with all that, but I'm sorry. I can deal with not liking me, but I can't deal with lies. It fucking pisses me off. Like, and I can see how, I remember actually speaking to Lindsay and Jenny about this and they were like, how do you deal with stuff? And I was like, well, first of all, you know, you've made it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Because...
2: If people are making up lie, like, I mean, I could start a fucking rumor here now about fucking Britney Spears or fucking, you know, Britney Spears in the same category as me. I could make up a lie. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, aren't pre we Balding.
2: pre <laughs> Balding. I could make up a lie about anyone online and I could go on fucking title life and I could whatever the fuck I wanted to say. And some people would jump on it. Some people wouldn't. But some people it will stick. And that's what was happening with me. And I was in such a bad place that, you know, I I'd walked away from a job that paid me well. Um, little did I know that a fucking global pandemic was around the fucking corner, mm-hmm. okay? So... I was, you know, I couldn't freeze my mortgage because they wouldn't let me because they had to look after pandemic fucking people first before people who just voluntarily left their fucking job, which I understand. Very difficult to pay a Dublin mortgage on 203 euro social welfare a week. Very fucking difficult. But come here, we got through it, we're grand. But I was, you know, vilified for leaving a job because they were online. It was fucking bizarre. It was bizarre. And I was vilified to the point where it was fucking crazy. Like my friends were texting, going, "Claire, is this true?" I was like, "No, you're <laughs> not my friend anymore, hon. You fucking pick. Yeah, <laughs> but you know, um, it was just it was just ridiculous. And I suppose that took its toll on me for twelve months. That the, that constant battering, that con. And you know what? When you when you show the cracks, people love that. And they do, and I couldn't help it because I'm just myself. So, you know, if I'm sad, I'm sad. If I'm happy, I'm happy. If I'm miserable, I'm miserable. If I'm in a fucking absolute stupor for a week because I can't pull myself out of bed, you'll fucking know about it. So, unfortunately, I was my own worst enemy because I was showing that I was really struggling for a long time, and they loved that.
1: Well, yeah, you
2: know, they
1: kind of it- loved... Because I, I honestly have like no clue about any of that past drama or the lies, whatever it was, I really don't have actually Mm -hmm. any notion um, except that it was a point or source of some sort of whatever. Um, But tell me what's it like, and this is where the human interest that you you laughed off at the (laughs) beginning of the episode (laughs) comes into it. So what's it like being the person at the other end of all of that hate? Because for me, like I, you know, I'm barely keeping it together as just me, you know? Mm-hmm. I can't imagine, and I honestly, I'm being deadly serious. I can't imagine me where I am having to go on and read just, just even like whatever it is, but groups of people just having conversations about you in such a negative way, like, for me, that would drive me into fucking, like, I'd be bed-bound. Like, that would, it would, and you can say, like, whatever, you know, like, I'll laugh it off. They know I don't know them. But, because it's, someone described it before, um, who who was someone who would go on and, like, read nasty things about themselves, and they said, like, it was almost like a form of digital self-harm. Because you know that people are talking about you, so and um, not not saying you, I'm just in in general. So I'm like, if I know people are talking about me, and even if it's in a negative way, I'm going to want to s- see what someone says about me. You know, out of just mm-hmm. fucking morbid curiosity. Mm-hmm. Like, what does that feel like? Because for me, like, I don't know what that would do for me.
2: I suppose it's it's. I never looked. I never looked, okay? And I'll be honest, I've, I've been on of Life a couple of times when someone said, like a friend, friend of mine said, Claire, you need to go and see this and address this. And normally I'd see it, like they should have seen the fucking shit like that they were saying. But anyway, normally I'd see it and I'd, because actually it's funny, people think I'm a hothead. I am, but I'm actually quite intelligent and I can hold my own and I think about things. So I would see it and my immediate reaction would be get me fucking far! you know what i mean and then i'd be like okay <laughs> yeah. clear," you know i'd like get off the ledge because that is a ledge in a, in a way you know like mm-hmm. that access to that many people and i don't know how many times i recorded how many things is, in, instagram lets you record like four stories at a time i'd say i've filmed 400 stories of trying to you know rectify my situation or try and tell people the honest fucking truth. But I've deleted all of them because I actually give a fucking shit about the repercussions that will have for other people. And people don't believe that. So do you know what's hard about Adam? It's not even what they say, or it's not even like what they, how do I describe it? It's really weird. But because Claire Balding is an alter ego, Claire Fulham, it, it takes a little bit of heat off Claire Fulham. But I'm actually really nice. <laughs> I'm actually a very good person. Actually too good sometimes for my own good in real life. So I would, and Ian always says, Claire, why do you expect like stupid shit that happens? I was like, why do you expect people to treat you like you treat them? You treat them far too good. Why do you expect the same return? Like, well, I just, like, I'm a dope.
1: Mm-hmm. But, no, but I get it. It's There's something yeah. beautiful about... Believing in the kindness of strangers.
2: Yeah. And I you know? think Claire Balding was, she reached out to so many people, but at the same time, Claire Fulham was left there going, oh, fuck, like, do you know what I mean? And, and Claire Fulham was the one who was in that job. It wasn't Claire Balding. Claire Fulham was the one that, you know, made that life choice that, you know, is, is the mother to Farah and Elliot, the, the wife to Ian, the owner of this house. Like, Claire... the the person doing that job, like it's not Claire Balding. So sometimes it can get in as like, like you really don't know where to turn. And I suppose that's where I was like, you know what, Claire, this is consuming you to the point where you can't do your job. And if you don't do your job, you can't pay your fucking mortgage. So get the fuck off that Poxy app and just forget about it. And it's very strange. It's very, very strange to have people Again, I don't mind if they disagree. I don't mind if they don't like, but I really mind the lies. That fucking gets me in the tits because it's just, you can't do anything about it. I, I, I could spend hours here being like, I'm doing this line and then mm-hmm. this line and then this. I can't, I, I can't, and I can't devote my energy to it because it's just a fucking waste of time, you know, but it's, it's tiring. It's, it's shite. It is shite to be public, to to see public meat. But I put myself there. So, well, if you put yourself out there, we're entitled to give out about you. (laughs) Well, I don't know, cunt, stupid (laughs) cunt.
1: Because something that has been so, I guess, mind-boggling for me was, and, and I've said it to my friends because I have... Like say, I I have friends that that also have followed Claire Balding for ages. That I have put, that put them on that. Um, and when when you were getting heat for just God for God knows what, a lot of different stuff, I remember talking to my friends and being like, like I don't understand why anyone is coming at Claire Balding the way they're coming at Claire Balding because if you were to stand claire Balding next to any one of those people had something nasty to say online on like on a night out or whatever i guarantee that you'd get on like a house on fire because you really don't give off anything but like you're super personable you you're just super chill easy to talk to you're very non-judgmental
2: I love the way I'm
1: nodding. I am, I am. <laughs> <laughs> okay, prom queen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so that honestly has been something to me that I've never understood. Maybe, you know, I was, I don't think I'm missing out on anything. You know, I don't think there's something that I'm not seeing. I just never, ever really understood it. And in regards to Tata Life I remember recently the couple of um, of these influences were thrown around like, "Oh, let's take down Tattle Life" or "Let's sign a petition to get rid of Tattle Life." Yeah. You know, what? I was kind of against that because now I've been on Tattle Life and I've seen. There, of course, there's going to be very nasty, malicious people, uh, but they're but they're there on every app. What I did, what I do, and I guess admire about Tattle Life. In, in some regards, is that there needs to be something that holds all of these idiots accountable. Does there? I think there is, because there's no one checking people. There's Because none of the Instagrammers are going to check <clears throat> the other Instagrammers. But, and again, I'm not necessarily talking about you, because I've told you that I don't understand why anyone would have anything any qualms with you in the in the way that they did but i can't entirely reject tattle life in regards to i i you know i do feel that you know there should be some sort of force that is able to be like oh your man there is just talking shite or your man there is not telling the truth at all i do think that the bloggers especially in ireland should be held accountable by somebody now tattle life by no means is a fucking perfect um Power structure of justice, but I do think that you know something like yeah. that probably should exist. Right. Like,
2: like I think, remember when Bloggers and Veils was, was around?
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I loved Bloggers and Veils. I thought this was the fucking best thing ever. But that's because I was on it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: <laughs> you know but, I mean? yeah, of course, of course.
2: <laughs> so like, and I was, I was on, I, I was on Instagram or Snapchat at the time, but I was never because I never did anything shady. I was never called out, right? Mm-hmm. So. I do believe, yes, I I totally agree with that. I I believe that there's so much fucking bollocks online that needs to be called out that, you know, why does it take a Claire Balding or an Adam O'Reilly or a fucking whatever to call people out and to say things? Why does it take that? Because then we personally get the heat for that. There needs to be more of an open conversation about the shit that people are spewing, the shit that people are selling 100%. But what I don't like about title life is they go way too far. So it's not just like, oh, so Sue, see those new masks that so Sue got. They're actually not 100% silk. They're fucking 10% polyester. Like, like do you know what I mean? Like, there needs to be a place where I think honesty needs to be valued. But there's a whole other side of tatalike that is not honest. So it's it, that's, that's not it. You know, that's not the place where we need to be. I actually think that if the Irish people stopped following these inane idiots, life would be a lot better because actually that's where it would hit them and that's where it would, they would stop them in their tracks because they feed off. That's all it is. That's all it is. So when you see someone who, I'm obsessed with this tan. I'm obsessed with it. And then five days later, they're obsessed with their fucking tan or five days later, they're doing this. That. And you're know, like, it's just, it's really fucking insulting to the consumer and to the watcher but we still watch and we still consume and we still trust for some fucking reason but I don't believe a free forum that is completely not um you know fucking you know refereed in any way I don't believe that's the way way to do it but I definitely do think you know people should stand up but at the same time I mean, I remember I stood up and I said about Bloggers Unveiled and I'd say I had about 20,000 followers at the time, right? And I, Which was nothing out nothing. So I remember <laughs> saying, I remember going, um, you know, I'm sorry, like, you know, I, I, but anyone who's on Bloggers Unveiled has done something shady because they had, they did. They were selling fucking dresses, two sizes, fucking too big. They were fucking driving fucking you know driving their cars fucking stupidly fucking filming themselves they were doing all sorts of bollocks so like yeah but at the same time they didn't like it and i get why they didn't like it because they were the fucking you know the the what of the joke the same way as i would be on tat life or anybody online would be on tat life so i don't believe that's the place but i i well, do get where you're coming from do
1: you know what it's kind of a thing of like humans like people we can be as kind as we can be cruel And then you have to wonder, you know, with this whole like celebrity culture of like these celebrities, like do they do they give up a certain amount of anonymity, you know, because the way Tata Life goes is like you know if they're talking about you it's they're it's almost like they're talking about a celebrity it's like they're talking about Britney Spears they're talking about anyone and it's like that person that they're talking about becomes dehumanized to a point even for the people speaking and writing where cuz those people on tattle life they'd never speak about i don't I don't imagine they'd never speak like that about someone they knew in their personal lives if they were chatting with a friend they wouldn't be that vicious but that kind of online kind of thing where it's like you're speaking to someone who almost isn't even real you know or doesn't even exist in your world it just god it lets it just lets people run wild but um what was interesting <laughs> during the summer um when we had uh, what was the name that i used to, that i used to call you again um it was, it was oh, Claire, um, Claire. Yeah,
2: the, uh, the COVID officer
1: Oh, I'd say, say? He's a Claire ball COVID, COVID, Covid accountability coach or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm now, a Bollocks! Yeah, well, you you went crazy during COVID yeah. for holding people accountable. You did.
2: Yeah, I did. And,
1: and again, ma- maybe that was maybe someone had to do that. Yeah, it wasn't going to be me.
2: I, but someone <laughs> maybe had
1: to do it. <laughs> a,
2: a brave little knight had to do it. Yeah. <laughs> I am, um, I suppose the reason why I did that was because I was so, so I, I'm a person who needs to be, I've had this conversation, lately, but I'm a person who needs to be informed. I feel, there's thing in there. I feel in control <laughs> when I'm informed. If you know what I mean? I feel, whereas if I didn't know what was going on now, I didn't watch the nine o'clock news every night. I'd be fucking suicidal. Like I need to know what's going on. And that's the way I, I deal with things. And a lot of people don't. Right. But that's the way I deal with things. I I was so pissed off with everyone breaking the fucking rules because, not because I was an angel, but because I was pissed off they were doing it online, the tick cunts. If you want to meet up with your friends, off you go, just put your phone away. But these people couldn't help filming themselves i felt like i'm sorry hon you are lost already i'm just going to throw you over the fucking edge here i was really i was really annoyed because i think that no matter if you think covid is real if you think covid is whatever if you're an anti-vaxxer whatever the fuck you are it's affected every single person not in this country in this world's life so fucking suck it up and do it because it will get easier I know damn well that we wouldn't be in the situation that we're in now if people didn't act the bollocks at Christmas. And come here, I had iodine's family around, but that was it. And I'm not saying I'm an angel, but I'm just saying that, you know, people need to make sacrifices for others. And I think actually, and I'm being honest with this, I have made judgments on people that I'll never forget over this year. Because this year has been a fucking torturous for so mm-hmm. many Yes,
1: it fucking has.
2: It has. And it's. It, 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 we're not out of it yet, you know? And I think that by me using my platform to be a cunt and calling people out or whatever the fuck I was doing, I felt like it was the right thing and I'd do it all again. Now, did I get loads of hate because of it? Yeah.
1: But- See, that's what I think. Um, that, that That's why I brought it up because it was the fact to bring it back to this online hate thing. I think, like, when we went on and we saw, like... Claire balding, like calling out, say like the be perfect cosmetics. Is that am I right. saying that right? Loads
2: of people call that out there. So loads of yeah, people. Yeah, no, cosmetics. no,
1: yeah. I'm not saying. Yeah. Yeah. But I think that, you know, going on and seeing, you know, Claire like <laughs> like seeing you on the phone, being like, yeah, you're on Candy Camera, you know? <laughs> like a <laughs> <laughs> thing. That I think what happened was kind of people. Saw you, you know, talking about COVID and giving out about people who were breaking the rules while the rest of us were fucking rotting inside, Mm -hmm. Um, uh, which is true. Um, And I think people then almost like rebounded with like this COVID aggression towards you if that makes sense, all of these people who were, were, were following the, the rules and the guidelines themselves, but because you were such a vocal point of it, it was like that frustration got thrown back in your face is how I perceive it. was what happened.
2: It wasn't actually, I got way more support than I did negative shit. Now, the stuff that I like, but I would get like, messages off nurses and doctors and stuff and being like, "Claire, your ventilator's waiting here for you, hon. We've shined <laughs> up. Don't you worry. Like, you know, and, you know, I got way more of that, but they would be like private messages because doctors yeah. and nurses aren't kick shits and they wouldn't just mm-hmm. put it in the fucking comments. Obviously then you get actual dimwits that would come on and try and have an argument about X, Y, and Z. Like I had somebody coming on, they were like, actually from Cork, Adam. <laughs> she was like... <laughs> You, uh, stop telling people what to do the reason why my son hasn't had his special needs uh classes is because of fucking covid so you stop telling people what to do i'm like hold on a second hon <laughs> break that down like you're talking to all that
1: <laughs> but you're not you're not fucking making the rules
2: <laughs> no uh, first of all i'm like just stop i'm trying to encourage people to do the right thing therefore you're Child can get back to school. Therefore, your child can get back to his classes. Therefore, your child can X, Y, Z. I've got a kid that goes to fucking speech therapy. He couldn't go for a couple of weeks.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: All I'm doing is trying to let us get back to normal. And I had so many friends, so many friends online, online friends, because my actual real friends don't even watch me. They're like, oh, fuck off. Claire. But like, <laughs> my, my, I'm um, the exact
1: same. The exact yeah. same. They, couldn't, <laughs> they couldn't give a shit.
2: Couldn't give a shit. But and you know, like, I, I actually. i when I watch it
1: with your with your um your your friends that your friend group that you grew up with i i wonder if you're the same but are you ever out um say if i'm out in cove now and i'll be talking with the lads like we'll be at the club or whatever with one club and one club in cove that's actually since been shot um yeah it was like the craggy island disco <laughs> so i'd be in there anyway just with the lads and we'd be chatting you know we'd get ready for a dance. Uh, I mean, mid-conversation and someone would come up and be like, oh my God, I watched f- I you on Instagram, you're so funny, blah, blah. And they fucking hate it. They hate it so much because being interrupted and stuff. And I, uh, me then, uh, like, you know, love turning on around to them and be like, oh, sorry, that was just, <laughs> you know.
2: Oh, <laughs> uh, All the time. My brother actually said to me, he came down to, he brought me a coffee today. I was in the office and he brought me a coffee standing so I was fucking dog like, and he was like, um, got you a cappuccino i was like thanks Miles." So we we're having a chat or whatever like outside and he was like um he's like what are you doing tonight i'm like well i'm off the cans here we go i'm <laughs> off the cans so i'm doing a podcast now with a guy called adam and he's like oh, all right okay so we're talking he's like well who, who's adam i was like oh he's on instagram blah blah and he goes do you know what claire the fucking we're talking then about like the best thing you ever did was come off fucking poxy instagram i was mm. like why He's like, i couldn't get away with fucking murder I was like, what? <laughs> like Connor is the image of me. He's just like skinnier and like really? shorter hair, and that's it. Image, image. So he was like, um, he used to. There was a time where he used to go into McGowan's. Like this is pre his girlfriend. I think his girlfriend and him were together like three years now. So like, you know, the height, like when Claire Balding was growing, do you know what I mean? Like, um, like first year, the second year, even the third year. And he used to walk into McGowan's in Fibsbury. You know what McGowan's, Adam? Like a fucking, mm-hmm. like very, very famous spot in Dublin. And there'd be like 7,000 people in this fucking shitty smoking area. And Connor used to go out with his mates and he was like, I couldn't move. Cause everyone be like, "There's Claire Ballings brother. a Connor, Connor, Connor," <laughs> and he'd be ringing me and he'd be fucking FaceTiming me and all. Oh, like, like, no. And these girls, bah! like fucking <laughs> Mel, and I'm like, "How are you, girls?" And they're like, yes, I'm back, Claire." I'm like fuck off! But um, <laughs> yeah, like that was that was a big thing. It still is actually. It's so it's so nice now. Like beforehand, uh, come here. It was always nice. People are very very friendly, but you know, now it's nice because people are like, I hope you're all right. Are you, Claire? I'm like, I'm grand. They're like, how are you getting on? Like, how's the business? I'm like, it's doing really well. Thanks. a minute. Well, you know what? The main thing is that you're all right. I'm like, I'm all right. You know what I mean? But they like, it's, it's mental because Ireland's so small. So, mm-hmm. you know, even if you don't know the person that your friends are fangirling over, like then they start following you because they're intrigued mm-hmm. and it's like you know it's crazy
1: um on trua which is the business that you started by yourself obviously mm-hmm. you know you would help with eno or whatever which is an incredible feat in itself you know
2: myself enough credit about that yeah it is no yeah.
1: yeah so i hope you do appreciate yourself for that because that is very because i remember us talking and you've been getting the 203 a week and that kind of a thing and I remember you being like oh I don't know what I'm going to do blah 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 and then you have mm-hmm. Trua which you know you build from the ground up I bought the um the silk pillowcase the 100 yeah. percent silk pillowcases because um, like there was two options there's 100% silk and what's the other one there's like a is it a 50% silk or something like that? yeah no it's like a silk blend
2: it's like a, it's silk a silk blend satin, yeah yeah fucking shite everything mm-hmm. inside
1: <laughs> it <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> I bought the two silk I still use them every night as my main pillows Good, they're incredible man. for your yeah. skin they really are because the thing is with that silk pillow and I, I'm only saying it because it actually fucking worked but mm. the morning after you sleep on the, the silk pillow that mm-hmm. I got on Trua. Going from the pillow that I had the night before, you wake up in the morning and your skin is completely fucking different. Yeah, you know, and, imagine, so be- and
2: that, and that's exactly the same with your scalp as well. So you know, like mm-hmm. if you had longer hair, okay, and that hair is like wrapped around, it's sitting in your scalp. That that crop causes abrasions in your scalp, the same way as it would in your skin. You know, so yeah, it's it's brilliant, it's amazing.
1: It actually was, and, and not even just saying it for the sake of saying it. Because obviously there was, you know, like I had short hair, so there was like, you know, I wasn't mm. gonna get it that I wasn't gonna see a whole lot of whatever. Yeah. But my fucking face the next morning, I was like, oh my God. <laughs> I was like, she is a, uh, she's got some stuff. <laughs> now, um, do you wanna talk about before we finish up um your man? <laughs>
2: <laughs> Ryan Tiberty.
1: Yeah, see, I didn't know I didn't know if we were gonna say his name or not.
2: Oh well, here we go. Um... um
1: yeah, because the whole drama of it was which I, and I have to say and I'm trying to remain impartial as possible whatever but I thought that this thing was just the most ridiculous thing ever because you went on and, and said we're talking we're just, it was the night of the toy show yeah. And I think you were come back from work, just whatever, yapping on the stories, and then after watching the Toy Story and or whatever, and you were like, "Actually, sure Ryan, you made a comment about Ryan Tubridy being on Coke."
2: Yeah, I, basically it was the, <clears throat> it was Black Friday, right? So it's a sale, it's an online sale for like mm-hmm. most fucking shops in the entire world. So we were a new business. So we jumped on the bandwagon, lost money, but sure look here we are. Mm-hmm. Um, jumped on the bandwagon and like loads of shit wasn't working, like the printer wasn't working, the internet wasn't working. So we had all these orders coming in that we couldn't process. So we had a day of it, right? So um, anyway, Amy went home, I was there on my own and I was like, I went on my stories and I was like... Mm-hmm do you know what? The fucking last thing I want to do now, and I was like explaining, the fucking internet broke, the bleeding printer broke. I was going on and on. And I was like, the absolute last thing I want to do now is to go and pretend to want to watch the toy show. And then it cut, right? So I was like, I do not want to pretend to watch Ryan Troberty coked off his nut playing with toys. And I laughed after I said it, because I'm sorry, it was funny. So anyway, I cut then again. And then I carried on with the evening. I watched the toy show. It was probably the best toy show I've ever it seen. It was,
1: to be fair. It was, it was, you know, they did they did it a lucky. good shot of it for what they could.
2: They did a good shot. He must have had a fucking kilo and a half. So he did a really, really <laughs> good shot. But, like, that didn't do me any favors, right? So, <laughs> do you get me? Mm-hmm. So that was a Friday. So then on a Monday, I was in work again, myself and Amy, packing our little hearts out, our little fat elves. And I was like... Um and Amy answered the phone and she was like, Claire, it's the I can't remember what fucking online rag it was, right? But anyway, um, Claire, it's whatever. And I was like, What Should they want to talk to you about the toy show? And I was
1: like, oh, lovely oh. gift.
2: Yeah, did I tell you this? No. So you I didn't. got on so I got on the phone anyway, and I thought they wanted like Claire Balding's opinion on the toy show. So I was like, oh yeah. I was ready to fucking like, you know, <laughs> yeah. flower it up, right? And they were like, um, hi Claire, oh, fucking whoever, the here from X, Y, and Z. And um, we just want we're, we're running the story about the way the the, the statement that you made about Ryan Turbine being off as nut um, on cocaine before. And I was like,
1: What the I said, fuck?
2: Sorry, I said, Just me, you're just talking about me, or and she was like, Yeah, yeah it's a piece on you saying that. So I was it's like, a I think
1: publication
2: the Irish daily fail. (laughs) So I don't know. I actually don't know. Right. So I was like, okay. So I was like, so, um, you're doing it just on me then. And she was like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, it's just a piece on you. My editor wants me to ring you or the showbiz editor wants me to ring you. So I was like stunned. I was like, so I didn't know what to say. So I was like, okay. I was like, um, no, I don't have anything. I don't have anything to say. I was like, I think I jumped on the bandwagon the same way as everyone jumps in the bandwagon. I don't know how many jokes I've heard about this over the past few years. Um, I just made a comment, but I really loved the toy show. It was great show. Thanks, Emil, and hung up. Right. So then I was like, I was like, fucking gobshite. So I went back to work, and then I was like, oh, like fuck. So myself and Lindsay Hamilton from It Girls and Carla mm. Kay from The Unpopular Opinion have a WhatsApp group. So I voiced them and I was like, what the fuck will I do? And Carla was like, yeah, like laughing. <laughs> <laughs> Carla was like so unsupportive. She was just lolling her shits up. You fucking idiot, Claire. The minute you said that, I knew, I knew you'd get, I was like, oh, then Lindsay was like so Lindsay was so Chris Jenner, it was fucking outrageous. She was like, pair it back. Go and say sorry. <laughs> and I was like, no, but like, no, 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 Claire. Go and say sorry. So I was like, oh, for fuck's sake. Then I was trying to ring them, they wouldn't pick up, blah, blah, blah. So anyway, she had actually emailed my fucking work email as well. So I emailed her back and I was like, I'm really sorry. Um, you caught me off guard. I was like, this is my statement. And I just said that. I made a joke ill-fitting as it was I was going in line with every other fucking comedian out there that's saying the same thing and I was like I really enjoyed the toy toy show I'm sorry if I caused offence to anybody so I I got back thanks Claire whatever right so then the week went on and nothing else happened and I was getting fucking abuse after abuse not actually to me but like online so I never saw any of it I I totally Mm -hmm. ignored it I didn't see any of it Um, but anyway, there was loads of articles written about what I said. So I was really fucking pissed off because I'm sorry, but I know so many males that have played that joke and have said that joke time after time again. I know, I'm not going to say it actually, but I was going to say so many people who work where they work. I'm not going to say that, but that joke has been around forever everyone says it every single year every single
1: year that fucking joke is said the whole <clears throat> this yeah. whole oh ryan tobert must be coked off his face thing you know keeping the energy up with the kids that's like because i was very surprised when people i was like really i was like you're taking issue with this i was like every fucking year it's the same old we whip out the old oh he must be you know ryan ryan on the bag again tonight I didn't, un- I didn't understand really, really, I felt like that was a big, big reach for people to be like, oh, what Claire Balding is saying. I was like, this is the, one of the oldest jokes in the book. The oldest whole Ryan Tauberty on Coke thing. Why, mm-hmm. why make I mean, that ta- issue? I,
2: I just felt like they were just trying to pin anything on me at that stage. Yeah, yeah. A hundred percent. A
1: hundred percent.
2: And they were just like, you know, she said this, but like, I mean, I know my friend Tony, can't, you know, Tony Cantwell, I went to school with
1: Tony, right? He made the From joke his, the same day.
2: He made the joke the same day. He was like, oh, Ryan Chubbity doing a shake and vac before he went out to the kids. <laughs> like, okay, he was a little bit more t- intelligent about it. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> and like, everyone is saying it. But uh, do you know what? I just don't, I just think it's like, oh, Claire. And I was like, defending myself. Like, well, every other comedian. Well, you're not a comedian. I'm funnier than half the fucking comedians out there. Jason Byrne, whatever. And Shut that, that's a
1: fact, is a
2: fact. the fuck up. I was like, okay, I don't I don't fucking stand up in Vicar Street, but sorry, I've sold 16 fucking shows. You think I'm making them cry the whole time, hon? I'm making them laugh till like they piss their little panties. Because don't <laughs> you fucking come to me and tell me that I'm not a comedian, right? I don't do it for a living, but I told a joke in order to make people laugh. Was it ill-fitting? Perhaps. Did you not just like it because the toy show was fantastic and you've been locked in your house for six months? that's more likely the issue. Mm-hmm. It's not me. It's not the joke. It's your fucking state of mind. So get off me, hon. But anyway, that coincided. So all that shit was going on. And I was just like ignoring, ignoring, ignoring. I've done shit in the past. where people are me about me. I was like, ignore it, ignore it, ignore it. And then I got a screenshot of a Facebook group with my address and phone number in it. And then I got a another screenshot from a smaller Facebook group and um, pictures of my house in it, okay so obviously they had a Google Maps picture, of my house mm-hmm. fine, whatever. but then there was a picture of someone had to be like halfway up my garden as if okay. like it's fucking like Fucking, I don't know. <laughs>
1: yeah, halfway up the town. drive. Yeah,
2: like <laughs> fucking
1: in four Phoenix meters. Park, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but
2: like it was, it was a picture that you couldn't have got unless you were in the garden, mm-hmm. is what I mean. Okay, and a picture of my registration of our family car, picture of my door, picture of the trampoline, and I was just like, Do you know what? It was a comedy of errors. I think that I was like, it, it was a being a build up of a year, and I was like, Do you know what? Why the fuck am I doing this to myself anymore? Literally, what am I getting out of it? Am I getting a few more sales? I'm truer, Maybe I am, but I'd rather protect myself and my family. Like, it, it, like they were, they were saying that they wanted to scalp me, that I didn't deserve my hair.
1: Mm-hmm. I remember seeing that.
2: Yeah. And that loads of shit, like, which is come here. I mean, I still have hair, you know, but I mean, empty threats perhaps, but it's not the point. It's the point that, you know, slag someone all you like, but don't fucking come into their fucking home when they don't do anything to you, if you let them aggravate you that much, that's your own fucking problem, hon. Don't bring that on me, you know? So it was just, it was too far. So I suppose it was kind of a, but I had loads of people saying, will you just admit the reason you're coming offline is because you slagged Ryan Tuberty? I was like, I say it again, hon. Mm -hmm. And I would say it again. Shut the fuck up. Piss me off. Because I'm not somebody who would leave because of that reason i've dealt with that a few times like that's fine we all say things that maybe we shouldn't do but i would not give up my nearly ninety thousand followers to not insult a few fucking cunts in their 90s watching the late late and kiss my swiss
1: but i would (laughs) give it up
2: i would give it up if you're coming into my fucking garden threatening to pull the hair from my head yes
1: that's yeah because you know what It takes one weirdo to throw a fucking bottle of Lucas Remember I said it to you It takes hey, one typer. weirdo to, to throw a bottle Come up with a bottle of Lucasite full of acid And throw it in your face it takes one weirdo
2: Now my followers would sky high at
1: Oh my god would they wash? Like-
2: <laughs> <laughs> I would I would be Fucking Think I would be Claire Pippa O'Connor <laughs> fucking so so you're gonna fuck off I'd get rid of Claire Balding Claire Balding who? <laughs> I would be on in my hospital bed getting my fucking grafts, and I wouldn't give a bollocks <laughs> 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 oh I'm a shit, edit that out <laughs> no
0: don't
1: <laughs> oh. but no But look, that is the beauty of it all, is that through it all, you're able to laugh. And (laughs) I hope if if there was one thing that people got from listening to this, and of course there's going to be some of the the haters listening to this when they see the name Claire Balding. Mm -hmm. My request would be, would be remember the person that you fell in love with and remember the girl that resonated with you in the way that she did, because that person is still right in front of you um, and having you said what 70,000 eyes on you is not easy for anybody It actually can be quite soul destroying um, so I, that would be my hope because Claire there's nothing about you that is malicious or ill intent or negative there isn't you know there, there's no point arguing otherwise because there is not one of my highlights one of my very few highlights of being on the internet has been meeting you and has been Aww, getting me too. <laughs> has been getting a relationship with you and the same I mean the, if if everything ended tomorrow I'd know that I met Claire Balding, I met Lindsay Hamilton, I met Jenny Claffey, and my life was richer for having those people in it, you know, on a level, on a level that's just not a surface level.
0: Mm-hmm. And you know what I think? I think
1: that like
2: people. But I think that like like that. Like I remember, I remember I followed Lindsay like when like you know I did have following and stuff, and I remember then meeting her and so we went on the radio together, and we were so giddy like whacking each other on live radio, and like you know you meet so many good people, and that's why it was so hard to say goodbye to Claire Balding as well because I've met so many good friends like. Lindsay and Carla and like you and i've met so many good people online you know that like i would never have met other than you know like you know completely exposing yourself online mm-hmm. you know and you know i think that those kind of people come together because there's not a niche for them really you know you either love them or you hate them and they have their time and they they go and they come or whatever and you know, there's nothing more authentic, I think, than people who always keep it authentic and people who respect the people that are watching. And that's very, very hard to come by, you know? And I think that there's only a very few people in Ireland that do that still and that will continue to do that. And honestly... I respect the people that are watching me and that's why I've been always the way I am. And, and, you know, you don't need to like me. That's fine. Please just don't fucking, you know, come at me gaff. That's all I'm asking Mm -hmm. for. But I think that, you know, you Adam and the people that wear their hearts on their sleeve online, you know, aren't always up for all the gossies out there. But I think that people appreciate those people, you know, you know, and I think that to continue that on and, by me stopping what I do, I'd hate for others to, you know, to be fearful of getting involved with it because it's brought me so much goodness, you know, it's brought me so many opportunities that I can't even begin to, you know, even think of, but it really has, and way more good than it has brought me bad, you know? And way more friends than I thought it would, you know, never bring me. And so um, even though it's sad, Claire Balding is dead. Um Maybe one day, like Jesus Christ Himself, He will resurrect, she will resurrect. Himself. Exactly.
1: You know what? <laughs> it's it could, it could be, you know, not necessarily goodbye, but it could be see you later.
2: See you later. Yeah.
1: See you later. um Obviously, people can get onto you on the Trua page.
2: Yeah.
1: What's the exact Trua handle?
2: I don't know.
1: <laughs> okay. Well, Trua. If you type in Trua, Trua hair, Trua hair, hair something. Oh
2: my God, yeah. imagine not knowing that. Like, I'm shy. <laughs>
1: Well, look, we're a couple of drinks in. <laughs> um, so we, people can find John Trua. Um, and what's the story with you and Eno's Patreon?
2: Yeah, we're still doing a Patreon too. So we just do a weekly podcast. It, it's really for people who, um, I suppose, were big followers of Claire Balding. It's just a weekly check-in. We have a chat. We kill each other on it, which it's so funny because a lot of people are like, you know, why the fuck you listen to a married couple having fights and you can't even, like, it's it's ridiculous, like, so we just fight with each other and debate, but it's actually quite sweet as well, like, it's it's odd, like, it is odd in this day and age to have people who are, whatever, nearly 34 and be together 16 years, you know, so um it's just, yeah, and I don't know how you find that, I think it's just Claire Balding into Patreon, if you're yeah, interested. Claire
1: Balding is the name linked to the Patreon anyway.
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, so if you type in Claire Balding Patreon, how much is it going to cost them to sign up for the month?
2: Five
1: something. <laughs> that's nothing. That's nothing. That's, that's a nothing. fucking pint. not. Yeah. You should yep. be on Patreon.
2: Are
1: you on Patreon, Adam? I'm not on Patreon, no.
2: Well, think about it. <laughs> I will. Think
1: about it. Um, so they can find you on True App, They can find you on Patreon. They can find you at Claire Balding, you know, pending. Yeah. Okay. Maybe. Um, Claire, I can't... What I can't wait for is when all this is over and we can finally all of us have that big night out up in Dublin I City know. like we've been talking about. And, and it will Lindsay's happen. Beach. I know. Lindsay, well, no, not Lindsay's Beach anymore. She's moved.
2: Oh, she's moved, yeah. She's over the, the the evil side now.
1: What side is that?
2: The
1: I don't know, Dublin. Oh, the south side, okay. <laughs> yeah, well, she's gone from there. But that's what I look forward to, It's to all yeah, of us coming too. together. Oh. All right, in the meantime, you guys, this has been me in conversation with Claire Fulham, stay woke. <laughs> Don't laugh. Well, <laughs> um, I should have asked, do you have any parroting message that you'd like to offer before we leave?
0: No. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: um, no, I hope you enjoyed this very candid conversation that we've had, Adam, actually. It was, mm-hmm. This was an exclusive, to be honest. But um, I just, now, I just want to say Keep being yourselves, keep supporting people who are authentic online, and yeah, enjoy.
1: Okay, and you can finish with Stay Woke.
2: And Stay Woke.
0: Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter.